Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. I'm Mick Fanning and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Happy lockdown Tuesday, Roberto. It's, it's like a holiday, this one, isn't it? It's great. It's great lockdown, this one. Well, it was my favourite one. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just five days. You know, it's just going to be bang, bang, done I'll and tell gone. tell you what, there's nobody on the roads. No one on the roads. No Empty. one's got COVID. Well, fingers crossed. Let's um, hope so. Well, I think we can tell by now. What's up? It's Bradbury. Is this a celebration of Bradbury, is it? Is Stephen this a, a, Bradbury. Anniversary? 19 years ago today, Rob. Is that right? That Steve Bradbury did a Bradbury. February the 16th. February the 16th. Do you know yeah. why this is also a magnificent day? No. It's my mother's birthday. Oh, happy yeah, birthday, Mrs. Margaret Bryce. Yeah. How old is 71. she? 71. 71. Yeah, so we're exactly 30 years, you see. Right. She's born 1950, I'm born 1980. Yep. You can figure just, out where I'm headed. <laughs> I could play this thing, but uh, I'll wait a sec because what? I'm just going to go back to Steve Bradbury 19 years ago today. Yep. Steve Bradbury was in my go-kart team at one stage. Yep. So I rang him today to see if he wanted to come on, mm. and he said... No, I won't do it today. Ring me next year when it's the 20th, cele- 20th uh, year good. anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's booked in. <laughs> booked in, Steve. So a uh, big shout out to Steve Bradbury and yeah, congratulations. Good. He'll probably get, he probably has to tell that story so often he oh. probably can't be ready to be bothered anymore. Oh, no. Nah. Because he, nowadays he's a motivational speaker. Yeah. So I think it's his key to getting paid on a daily basis. He's keep showing up. Keep showing up. You've yeah. got to be in to win. Yeah, they make it, obviously they're making the film. Yep. Oh, well, I don't know if they are actually making the film. I tried to do a little bit of research on that today. Not one of those Channel 10 cra- crappy ones, like. No, no, it's a proper film film it's last man standing obviously. like ride with a girl like ride, ride like, like, a, like girl. a girl or any other biopic like i tonya well that was particularly good oh was it but that was hollywood made well this is actually what steve bradbury said is if you're going to make the film and this was his uh, conditions of the film being yep. made well how he sold it to the production company yep. has to be made in queensland really yeah he actually stipulated that so the people buying the rights to the movie yep. have to film it in queensland i get that in terms of its great loyalty to the queensland people but yeah. I would be more concerned with making sure it's a good movie. Uh, well, they're so, talking... I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Of course I am. It's out in the open. I, was, I saw an interview with him today. Um, one of the Hemsworths was going to play him. Well, that's pretty good. And uh, Steve's only comment at the time was, they've got the wrong shaped body. Okay, that because, means it's the third one. Because... The not famous one. <laughs> probably, yeah. Bradbury was, because um, he's a speed skater, he was very slight upper body, but quite powerful thighs. Whereas the Hemsworths are quite large up top. Oh, well, that means maybe they haven't got this. Because there is one of the Hemsworths has sort of got a stockier build. Phil. Um, I've, Phil I've, I've, I can't remember his name, but both the other two Ricky, will obviously... Ricky Hemsworth. Thor's very well built. Um, but it might be the middle one, the other I one. I think they were talking about Liam. Liam, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, Miley Cyrus, Mr. Cyrus. 
Well, didn't now that fell to pieces, I didn't know, it? But he's still going by the Liam. Cyrus. Short-lived romance that one came down to Byron Bay, and then that was not long after yeah, that. All over. She's a bit mad though, isn't she? Let's face it. Yeah. Um, I've seen enough evidence to to just believe the rumours. Look, I don't think they can afford Chris. Wasn't he the highest-paid actor in the world? Like either last year, year before. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He's fairly going well. He's not short of a quid. No. I think I don't even know what the third one's called. Ricky, Ricky Hemsworth. I think Dave, he's called. Steve. One of them would be an Australian, mate. Mm. I'm pretty sure it would have been Liam, the other one. Yeah. I can't name you a Liam Hensworth film, though, Rob. Well, what resources they got up in Queensland? To make well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because they they filmed quite a few um, Hollywood blockbusters in Queensland. I remember... But I would at least get the same bill that made Ride Like a Girl, because that's actually quite well shot. And it wasn't just on that crappy digital cameras you see them make everything with now. Oh, uh, okay, I don't know. No, you don't know. No, that's um, your area. I, Rob. Well, that's I've your watched lots of films. Area of expertise. So many films. I don't this show. I don't know where to start with these films. I, I've got a great review this week coming up. Really? Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's really well covered. Right. Um, I changed tact on the original idea, but this will be uh, more magnificent. Back to the martial arts side of things, basically. Oh, martial arts. Yeah, um, side and quality film. <laughs> quality film. Yeah, hey? yeah, yeah. Do you want to do this? Really, we might as well get it out of the way. What's that? Even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I have a dream. Next level people do next level things. You don't take the time to figure out some things now. 2021 is not going to be much different for you than 2020. This is Cam Smith. Hey, this is Flea. Hi, this is Ricky Ponting. Hi, this is Tim Cahill. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes. I'm Elise Perry. Hi, this is Luke Hodge. Hi, this is Susie O'Neill. Hi, this is Paul McCartney. Still breathing. You gotta be believing. Get it done in 2021. Getting it done in 2021. Oh. What's this for? So this is not a very long... This se- s- segment... Yeah. How am I supposed to keep coming out with things I'm going to do all the time? Because it, I've already got three massive... I've been through this, Beefy. This is... I can't keep giving me things to do all the time. Well, you, you can give me one thing to do a month. It's like a small task. Cook it... <laughs> Cook a nice chicken or something. Well, that's getting it done, 2021, but that's, but mate. Is that really something? That, I mean, that's pretty lame. It doesn't have to be it's, you. It I just want to you be, to bring something to the party, It needs Rob. to be some sort of proper challenge. I've got three challenges. That's, that's, I've got to make a whole record, album your record. your challenge, yeah. I've got to break 80 at the golf course. Yeah. And I've got to not eat McDonald's. Right. That's okay. pretty good. But who else is getting it done, 2021, Rob? Because my getting it done, 2021, is... Well, you didn't have anything specific, did you, in the end? You just was like... Well, I've kind of achieved a few things already. Cause you're I'm, all I'm, talking I'm about efficient. me, Lifer, I said, then you also ask you, what are you doing? You realise, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm telling you, this is my getting it done 2021 so far, is the rugby referees that have been refereeing Wales games this year, they have been getting it done in 2021 because they just keep sending people off for us. Right. Great. We're 2-0, and mm-hmm. top of the league, mm-hmm. because an, an Irish guy got sent off after 16 minutes. That was yep. brilliant. It was the mm-hmm. only way we were going to win against 14. Yep. And then in a key moment against Scotland on the weekend, with about 18 minutes to go, mm. the guy did exactly the same thing. So another red card, Wales score two late tries and win, 25-24. But, but is this something to be proud of? Is this, is this not, it's, it's in a faux celebration? We're not actually, I mean, it's going to come around shortly. Yeah, we're playing England next. Yeah. I think you're right, but it is nice to get a couple of wins because we We've lost six mm. straight, so that didn't help. Although, if any team's going to get people sent off, it'd be the All Blacks right now because we're we're doing very poorly at that. 
Well, both offences were the shoulder to the head in the ruck. Yeah. Charging in, shoulder yeah. to the head, yeah. straight red. Yeah. And the All Blacks are kind of famous for that at the moment. I don't know if they would. I wouldn't go as far as say we're famous for that. I would say we've been given some red cards for that. Yeah. It's not It's not something that we're, um, is a symbol of the team. <laughs> Beefy. Oh, I don't know about that. You've mental. I went to uh, went to dinner once. Sean Fitzpatrick was speaking. He said, "Do you know what? We used to play five yards offside till the referee moved us back two. That <laughs> that's, sums it up. But Just sums it up. But so what? That's the referee's fault. It was the referee's fault every time. Every single time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about that? Uh, what was the Plan Z or whatever it's called that the barbarians had? What was the? Oh, the ninety nine. No, no. The ones. The ones in the seventies. They raised only the way they'd beat. You see, as if they beat them up. No, that was the British. It was ninety nine. British Lions in yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine call. Yeah, and uh, it's just ninety nine. I think so. And that so. was it's just punch people. Just okay. get stuck in. So there we go. Well done. Did the British Lions win in 71? In 71? I think they did, didn't they? I think they did, yeah. 3-1, I think yeah. it was, yeah. So it worked. Well done to British Lions. And illegal tactics. So, yeah. It was a different game back so for then. So, yeah, well done for you guys, but we're all evil. <laughs> yes, you are. Better, better, uh, better, better. It's all good to say. Getting it done, though. Good on the refs, and hopefully mm. it'll continue into the England game. Eddie Jones is copying it left, right, and centre at the moment, because they, they lost to Scotland, and oh, obviously they flogged England, uh, Italy. No surprise there. Mm. Um, the frogs are looking good. Yep. It's an interesting tournament this year. I've not been watching any rugby. Um, I forgot. Uh, I even, like, two weeks ago, we didn't even bring it up on the show two weeks back. Yep. Didn't even realise it was starting. Wow. That's how in tune I was with it. And it was like, oh. Well, we were all off partying because of the partying. no lockdown stuff. Yeah. You know, having a great old time. I did watch some horse races. Oh, did you? Uh, I'm just getting a bit annoyed because okay. I know my stuff. I'm winning at the start, just trying to for a laugh because you get your money back on those yeah. ones if you come second or third. Those ones are winning. Well, just stop. And I'm then. and I'm getting up. Just stop. And there. then I just go, no, but you just need. I just need that one more. <laughs> just stop. There. But I just need that one more. That's the baby. art of gambling, Rob. Just you know when to stop. And then as more... Kenny Rogers said, you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold Jesus. Know when to walk away. I'm no. not. I can't do a sing along on that. I'm not doing a sing along oh. on the gambler. Right, we're sorry. better than that, beefy. Are we? Yeah, <laughs> we're we're <laughs> better not... than the gambler on the show. Decided That's something well. that the, the moron at the when like something goes wrong at the cricket. Uh... The the DJ at the cricket plays a rubbish song. Okay. And then when the game finishes, he plays closing time. Closing oh. time. You know, is that Muppet? We should play or if it's a tight situation, tonight. he plays under pressure. It's just like, he sucks. Yeah. We're above that sort of stuff, Beefy. Okay. Belief. Belief. Class. Um, Outside of the box thinking. I think the one that's getting overused, Sweet Caroline, nowadays, that's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's well, good, no. but it's everywhere. I will say I did buy Hot August Night by Neil Diamond on vinyl. On vinyl? Dub, double LP, it, and it's a ripping show. And even, I will say, him doing Sweet Caroline with the full band and the orchestra is actually quite enjoyable again yeah, yeah. because it goes back to it's just Neil. But when it's at the cricket and, and people start singing it or... Yeah. Oh, I saw some movie the other day. It made me very angry. Movie? You know, you know sometimes you where, yeah, it was this, this astronaut film. And they're out on the space side of the space shuttle. Sorry, Rob? Yeah. Astronaut film? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're out on the side of a space shuttle. Don't. Far too early for that. <laughs> We're not doing. Not talking about what. They, there was nothing to do with what they ate. Oh, uh, really? Bugger. 
But anyway, I bet they were. Though. They tried to do the scene where someone with, they're doing a fixer up on the outside of the space right. shuttle. It's, this, a bit, it's a bit dangerous to be out in space, Beefy. It is. Is this you, Matt you Damon? Was he in this no, one? No, 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 no. Matt Damon. Who was famous? Was Jessica Chastain in it though? I can't remember who the cast was. No, it wasn't a very good film. Oh, okay. And they have to fix this thing, right? They try to have this scene where someone goes, "Hey guys, how about a music to pass the time?" Oh. And someone puts on "Sweet Caroline" Neil Diamond, and slowly but surely, that and they they try to make it this moment where oh. they all build and they all they all start singing it, and they're trying to think. The writer, you can tell, is thinking, "Oh, isn't it great when people have a "Sweet Caroline" sing along?" Right. And I reckon all the people in the theater will probably get into it. They want to sing. Yep. No, they don't. They've had enough. And that was the lamest choice of song you could have possibly chosen to try. And right. that in any film, the sing-along build-up thing, terrible thing to do, Beefy. Unless it's a John Hughes film, because he had great soundtracks. But not the characters in the no, I know. in the actual story don't start singing. No, John Hughes, great films though. Sixteen Candles. Is that one of your favourites? Absolute ripper. He always used to put in a lot of um, like the specials and the beat and all those type of uh, two tone scar bands. Really? Yeah. I had not noticed that. Mm. The American Family Comedy. He was yeah. the king of it. Mm. Anyway, that's Uncle good. Buck. We should have played the movie Sting well, but really, I mean, you should have got it straight. We into can play the- Wild Thing from Uncle Buck. Wild Thing from Uncle Buck. Yeah. Really? Wild Thing. Doom. 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 Should have been from Tone Lone. Major League. It could be from that too, Beef. Yeah. Um, well, talking of um, sporting events that we weren't, uh, apart from Major League, me and you were at the tennis the other night. Of course. And we were both witness to the foray of the drunken supporter. Unbelievable. Highlights of the tennis so mm. far. Apart from the night after when they announced lockdown. Yeah. Novak Djokovic is playing, I don't know. Oh, Taylor Fritz, he's called, this right. guy. Yeah. And they announced lockdown to start at midnight. It was in the fourth set or something, wasn't it? It was two sets all going into the fifth set. Oh, and they said, no. everyone's going to stop. Everyone has to leave the stadium oh. now. Two sets all Novak Probably Djokovic. Nuts. That's yeah. amazing. And Terrible. they literally stopped the match. Everyone had to leave the stadium, and they played the fifth set yeah. in front of no one. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it is weird, because when we turned up on the Thursday to go mm. and watch, and we were forced to wait outside the stadium for a, or a good, yeah. maybe a half an hour, and the queue just not moving, because they had to wait for the other game to finish mm. so they could usher in and out. Because, uh, what's he called, City Pass was City playing Pass. Uh, the cock, um, the nasty Kokonakis. Kokonakis, and it yeah. went to uh, five sets. Yeah. And then they had to empty the stadium, then they had to do a deep clean. Mm. And then they let people in. Yeah, we got in the queue oh, at 7 o'clock when, time, when the first match was meant mm. to play. And mm-hmm. we didn't get in the stadium until, I reckon, close to 8. The beef man went for his bright orange Newport shirt. Oh, yes. So you can spot him a mile away. Yep. It's, 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 it's a tactic of yours, isn't it? You do, it is you, now. You, yeah. I think that's my getting it done in 2021. I'm going to turn up the sporting events in the famous GLC shirt yep. and just get on TV. Good. Whatever I can What an get. achievement. Just as long as you're seen. As long as I'm seen. I do. And the thing is, I, I remember this. Uh, you took a screenshot of yourself on TV. No. At, in the Barmy Army. I didn't take a screenshot. That mm-hmm. got sent to me. Say straight away, I've spotted you on TV. Like, and my phone went mental with all these people taking screenshots of the TV of me yep. in there. Do you have a screenshot of when you're on the the big screen at um, Atlanta Hawks Stadium? I don't know if I have. That's I somewhere have around. somewhere. Well, we've got some stuff. Yeah. Video and things like that. You boys have been drinking and it was kind of a bit wobbly. Yeah. Oh, no, it was all right. I was just a bit, um, I think I, was, I had a terrible hair day actually i used some shampoo that was particularly uh voluptuous <laughs> really? and, and it really sent my curly oh. hair into a whole other realm for days 
It didn't recover. Days. No matter what natural oils I produced, that could not tame the mane, and it was this not a good look. Not a good look. Yeah, not like good like sixties hippie. Yeah. It was like pretty, quite a feral. Not yeah. like. And uh, I think it's just after we'd had far too many of those sugary breakfasts, and we're just starting to get a bit of podge on. Right. Yeah. After our skinny, like, after uh, our skinny part at the start, <laughs> the the American breakfast saw that out in no time. I was time. thinking Chevy Chase in uh, Fletch when he's uh, he's having a dream about the Lakers. Yep. So here he is, six four, six nine, with the afro. <laughs> He's got this big hair happening. Um, but anyway, let's go back to... Uh, we went to the tennis Thursday night. Mm. The main attraction, Rafael Nadal. Yeah. So when he was serving, it was literally set point, wasn't it, for the second set? Yeah, I think you're right. And all of a sudden, some woman just decides to go off. Well, I I was coming back from... I'd just come up the stairs from the bathroom, and I just heard the crowd looking over at some woman going, ooh, and then I looked at the big screen, and I saw her pulling, flipping the bird at the whole crowd. Yeah. I was going, what's this lunatic about? Um... And anyway, then it stopped, and then it calmed down again, and everyone's, and then for a next point, when there's a bit of noise, and it was winding down, then she yells out, Wanka! Yeah. Real loud. But before that, apparently, what she yelled out was, hurry up, you OCD effer. Right. That's what she yelled out when he was trying to serve for the right. set. Right, is that what it hurry was? Hurry up, you OCD effer. <laughs> and then obviously the crowd turned on her, and then obviously the umpire as well said, Thank you, madam. You are now delaying everyone. Mm-hmm. And then that's when she shouted out, wang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she started giving the finger to Nadal. Well, I don't know if it's to him or just to everyone booing oh, I, her as, as well. I think it's just, general, just, but just everything. Apparently Nadal eyeballed her, looked mm. at her directly, and that's when she gave the finger first time. Mm. And then as it came around again, she started the thumbs up. Mm. Uh, did you stay for Nadal's interview afterwards? Um, No. Okay. So uh, the court interviewer asked <laughs> asked Nadal if he knew the woman. Nadal replied, no. And honestly, I don't want to know her. <laughs> um, and then they, in the media conference, he was equally as perplexed when uh, fronting up. And he, he said, maybe she had too much gin or tequila. I don't know. Honestly, it was a strange situation, but funny at the same time. I was surprised, yes, but at the same time was thinking, poor girl, because probably she was drunk or something like this. Mm-hmm. When he says poor girl, I think looking at the pictures of this woman, she was... Close, I'm saying 50. Oh, I'm saying 50 to you're, 60. You're a lot closer than yeah, me as well. Yeah. Uh, certainly, she looked like an old Aussie bogan that spent, like she lived in the Gold Coast, spent a lot of time in the sun and had flown down for the for the match. She'd actually flown down from Sydney. Okay. To, and she comes down every year, apparently, for okay. the tennis. Northern beaches. Probably. Yeah, definitely mullocked and looking for some a moment. She did not have any allies at all. Well, she didn't have any allies in her corner, definitely. And I don't, and she was sitting by herself. So I'm just a bit annoyed that apparently 3AW the next morning gave her airtime to give her yeah, a site. Yeah, okay? did. You don't give someone like that a no. go. They're a knob. It's like... Um, You're giving them the 15 minutes they've craved. Yeah, it's like Nick uh, Kyrgios' brother at the moment. Oh, He's yeah? getting his 15 minutes of fame yeah. as well as being Nick Kyrgios' brother. Apparently, um, Husey and, I don't know, even Dave Hughes, I don't know who he's on the radio with anymore. Mm-hmm. They try to interview Nick Kyrgios' brother. Mm. I don't even know, Christos, I think he might be called. And he said, no, I want money for the interview. And they thought he meant like 100 200 $300. Mm. Apparently, the producer was going to give him a voucher. <laughs> From a sponsor, probably for, yep. you know, BWS or something. Yep. And um, he said, no, it's more more than that. And apparently she texted him and said, well, name a number. And he texted back saying, 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> Just for an interview. And Dave Hughes and whoever he does, the, they were going to chip in to get him on the air. But uh, they thought he meant $1,000. But he wrote back and said, 20 grand. Oh, my and apparently word. that's wound a lot of people up. 
Okay. But apparently Nick Kyrgios, your brother, said, why do I want to talk to him? doesn't need to. Runs in the family. Yeah. Um, no, I see what he's doing. Give, give it a go. See if it works. If it doesn't, what do you care? He didn't be, can be bothered anyway. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't have to talk if, to if, uh, No, but I've thought about this. If someone asks you to do something you really don't want to do, but it could be worth some money, yeah. then that's when you up the price right up. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're, going to do it, you're doing it only for the money and nothing else. Mind you, I, I rang Steve Bradbury today to get him on here for free. Yeah. He's not really promoting anything. No, but... He obviously... He's obviously a nice guy, Rob. He wants to do, do it. Yeah. Next year. Next year, that's yeah. what he said. Because yeah, you think I forget. But I won't forget, Steve. I'm not going to forget, Steve. Hey, bro. If we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro. Who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Time for Rob's Film Review! Well, if something doesn't motivate me to get something done on the weekend, that sure has. (laughs) Well, there you go, Rob. Well, at least you can hear it now. Yes. (laughs) A quality sting can only mean a review for a quality film. Oh, really? And, and, well, frankly, I was given the task to go through uh, what I've been told will be a, a painful experience right. of reviewing the fifth instalment of the Rambo series. Right, the fifth Rambo, instalment. John Rambo, Last John Blood. Rambo. Um, however, right. however. As, as it happened, just last night at about 11.30, I, I was having a, a glass of wine, which I don't normally do on a Monday at night. At 11.30 well, p.m.? Well, I don't normally because it's, a, it's, a, mon- edge, it's a Monday right? night. You're an old man now. It's lockdown. Lockdown sends you to strange places. True. I just happened to flick through the channels and it caught my attention. Mm. A film came on, which is a, a classic uh, of uh, representative of the late nineties. A film started at eleven thirty. Eleven thirty on uh, Seven Mate. Okay, that premium. And this channel. particular film was called Mortal Combat. Mortal Combat. 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 Like which the is game. Of, which is of the game. Yeah. Was that so? Well, if you recall the nineteen nineties, no doubt you will recall Street Fighter Two was yep. a monumental success yeah, with yeah, Ken yeah. and Ryu and Guile and M Bison and all that lot. Um, and and they just dominated the early mid nineties, but towards the later nineties, around sort of ninety seven ish, I'm guessing. Right. Along came this game, same format, same idea, called Mortal Combat. Right. Okay. But it was kind of revolutionary at the time because they had kind of used filmed characters and they were kind of real characters Ooh, i think okay. anyway but right. it was also very violent lots right. of blood and, and then you could do a fatality at the end if you knew the special combo yep. to kill the other bloke and like, you rip their head off or something okay yeah really stepped Ooh. it up and uh so they all their characters and they said right well because of course street fighter re- released a movie starring jean-claude van damme and yep. kylie minogue Oh, I thought Kylie Minogue was in Mortal Kombat. No, no, no. She's a street fighter. Okay. And she played that. That's why um, you're here, Rob. That's why I'm here. Yeah. And uh, they said, well, we've got to make a movie now, too. What gets me, Kylie Minogue is in Street Fighter. She's like four foot eleven. Yeah. She's not going to smash people. I can't remember who she played. Street Fighter got messed because there's like two, three versions of it, and oh, then they had okay. advanced super speed and all this crap. Anyway, don't worry about doesn't, Street Fighter. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter, Mortal doesn't matter. Kombat, Rob. Mortal Kombat. So the writers, the genius film writers behind this, have to then figure out how do we concoct any sort of plot idea with which we assemble this 
array of characters which they then have to have severe karate fights to the death. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, they weren't very imaginative, I reckon, Beefy. <laughs> really? So they, well, they what they, they dart around the planet. So you got all these characters, right? You got yep. well, Pete Sampras's wife is um oh. is uh <laughs> so, you nearly Son- shot me then. Sonya Blade. So that's Pete Sampras's wife, Mrs. Johnny Sampras. Yeah, there's the film star guy Johnny Cash, and then Bruce Lee is uh, sorry Cage. Johnny Cash is better. Let's call him Johnny Cash. Bruce, and then there's Liu Kang, or Kang Liu, one or the other. Right. And he's basically like Bruce Lee. Okay. And then there's the main bad guys. Um, I can't remember his name either. It's like Sing Tao or something. Right. Sing Tao, the Sing- beer. Sponsored. Early doors. Oh, that's where that's from. <laughs> yeah, cool. Sing- who cares? Sing Tao's yeah. good. There's Goro, who's got four arms. He's a big giant. Kano's the other... He's like a... Well, he was a wrestler, wasn't he? Kano in the, uh, uh, in the well, end? I think that's his... Actually, so he's the guy that Pete Sampras' wife is trying to catch because he's got the... He's like a cyborg guy. Right. And okay. he does do kind of wrestling, yes. He's like a bad guy. Then there's Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Who are, you see, this is the thing that annoys me about this. Right. Some of them have got actual proper mystical powers. Uh, like the ones that are from like the Asian countries. So basically, all the Westerners, the whites, because they don't come from mystical Asian lands with it's all no sorts power. of um, scriptures and uh, and past uh, cultural references, things yep. with ideologies, things we've never experienced in the Western world. They have learnt magic powers. Right. But then there's this character Raven, who's like a Chinese. Got one of those Chinese or the Viet- Vietnamese hats with the little point. You know, those oh, Viet- yeah, yeah, well, he's yeah. a Vietnamese, and he's a god of thunder. And guess who's playing him? Uh, Vietnamese, um, the crow, Brandon Lee. That's him. No, because he, he, well, he's dead by then in real oh, life. Really? Yeah, by yeah. then? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Christopher Lambert. Christopher, Christopher Lambert. 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 The Highlander. Yes. So they've got a Vietnamese thunder god and they got a French Scottish guy. And he's just got this big long white hair. So like basically oh. they said, okay, we need some actor who's at least known in yeah. some way. Um, who's going to be absolutely scraping the barrel career down the tubes? Highlander 6 has failed. Well, let's get Christopher Lambert, the Frenchman, to play a Vietnamese. And Mr. Miyogi wasn't available with his long grey hair. I'm not sure if Pat Morita's around anymore either. <laughs> right. But there's a, uh, there might be some old school Hollywood racism here because they got right. they got a white guy to play a Vietnamese instead yep. of getting an, a Vietnamese person. And then the two black characters, so you don't really get to know, both die right at the start. Oh, okay. So anyway, the story is simply this. Sing Tao goes round and gets Johnny Cash, Pete Sampras's wife... And Bruce Lee wannabe. And he sends them off to this island, which is supposed to be the greatest fighting tournament in the history of the world. Oh, right. That comes every hundred years. All right? Oh, every hundred years. Every hundred years. Right. And But the thing is, there's a retaining champion, this Goro bloke with the four arms, who's about nine feet tall. Yeah. He, if he won the tournament last time, he would have to at least be 18, you'd think. At Pro- least. Probably 16. So now he's 116. Yeah. What good is he going to be, a 116-year-old? Oh, he's got eight arms, Rob. He's got eight arms and he's nine feet. That's about it. Yeah. But he didn't have a lot of technique, I'll be honest. He didn't he? Um, but he, he did. He took out um, one of the... Uh, well, this is what happens, so... You tell me. So Johnny Cash is like this film star kind of bloke. 
He's not up to He's just pretty good at karate. Pete Sampras' wife is like a detective. And then you got, you're banking your luck on the uh, the Bruce Lee wannabe, Kang Lu, Lu Kang. He's going to be the one who's going to have to summon some kind of magical powers because there's no way that any of these other blokes can defeat them. Yeah, yeah. Because this Sub-Zero guy, he can do ice Fire, fireballs. Uh, ice fireballs? Well, they're, they're like fireballs, but they're, they're but ice balls. Ice, ice balls. Snowballs. And they freeze <laughs> you. Balls. They freeze you on the spot. And then oh, he like flying kicks you and you blow apart like Asta La Vista T-1000 off Terminator 2. Oh, like Mr. Freeze. You're like, well, no, like what I just said from Terminator 2. Right. When he, he shatters, when Arnold shoots him, the, us the La Vista baby. Never seen it, Rob. Anyway, they all arrive on this island for yeah. this huge karate uh, fight to the death tournament that's organised by Sing Tao. They think they're sitting down for a nice dinner. Really? Get, get a bit of a get to know each other before we go into but no. fierce battles. They're in the middle of um, uh, just some nice fur. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it gets interrupted because all of a sudden, Sing Tao decides they need to do a karate display and he brings out his mates Sub-Zero and Scorpion who are like from a another afterlife world or something. Then there's all these like 50-odd Muppets that are just like all got masks on, all in the same thing. Yeah. And they've got their shirts off with these baggy pants oh, with like a balaclava. It's a bit so like uh, the James Bond. It's, when the, he, it's the henchman. When it, yeah. Roger Moore goes into the uh, Kung Fu school or whatever. And yeah. Just... And it's just like exactly, whichever one, if you're dressed like that, then you're not going to last very long in this film. Obviously not. Sure enough, they clear the, and this one guy, he does a very long display getting showing his moves and, and what talent he has and then sub-zero just ice bombs him and he just explodes wow yeah and that's it and that's sort of the end of the demonstration and why doesn't he just keep doing that all the time he just win every time if he's well because people. what happens is oh you tell me rob bruce lee wannabe Liu kang he gets told by princess katana this other chick what? she says um oh next fight you must use the element that creates warmth. And he's like, okay. Yeah. I, I thought that would be fire. Wrong. No. It was water. So Sub-Zero's doing his sort of ice shield around himself going, ha-ha, you come at me, I'm going to ice blast you, yeah. Liu Kang. And he goes, yeah, watch this. And he throws a bucket of water at him and it goes through the ice and the water freezes into a giant icicle and stabs him through the chest. And he dies. So wow. So he he defeated him. But the thing is, in the real game, Liu Kang, right? He can do fireballs, right. but he has to learn the magical powers yet. Yeah. It's, Meanwhile, um, uh, left and down and a L one. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Um. So Pete Sampras's wife, she kills that Kano bloke, and then I think she gets put up. She's supposed to fight uh Johnny Cash. I can't remember what happens there. Yeah, I, I didn't actually watch the whole film in the end. Um, really? Yeah. So, but it is one hour forty-one, Rob. I've just looked it up. I mean, Christopher Lambert just pops up whenever he feels like it. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi style. It, 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 well, it pretty much is. All yeah. of a sudden, he's just sitting there and he's all casual and thinks the whole thing's a bit of a laugh. People get uh, dying. There's a scorpion bloke. So um, Johnny Cash actually does well. He takes him out. Uh, takes out the scorpion guy. Yeah, the scorpion. He's he's got this sort of uh, spear, uh, like a harpoon that comes out of his hand with a with a, like a, a venomous teethed eel eel head at the end of it. Wow. Yeah, and he can shoot this thing out, and he goes, "Get over here!" And he pulls him over. Yeah. And but um, he dodges it. Oh. 
Oh. I can't remember if it's Bruce Lee or, or Johnny Cash that beats him. It's probably and, immaterial. Yeah. One but, of them does. Because he shoots the harpoon thing and it's going right at his head, but he dodges and then it, oh, digs, ma- it digs in the tree. Matrix And style. it dies and it squashes its own head. Oh. And then eventually he goes to do his fatality move, Scorpion. He takes his head off and he blows fire at him. But then Johnny Cash gets a... Um, he finds a shield with a jagged edge and he just goes, chops his head off. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so... And then... But he's still alive with his head chopped off. But he's sitting on fire now because his fire is supposed to come out. It's just he sets himself on fire uh. and then he has to run off and he just explodes. Oh. Yeah, that's sort of most of the film. That's, so really they just go to this mystical island and they have these fights. They don't really seem to stop. There's not a lot of downtime, sort of a bit right. of chat and not a lot of character development really. Well, um, m- most of them get killed. Yeah. By the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to know what? But the- I think all the white people live. Oh, yeah. well done, Hollywood. Yeah. This is the critics' consensus of the film, Rob. Okay. Despite an effective otherworldly atmosphere mm. and appropriately cheesy visu- visuals, mm. Mortal Kombat suffers from its poorly constructed plot, laughable dialogue, and subpar acting. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of big names in there. <laughs> Christopher Lambert. Pete Sampras' wife, she's in that Billy Madison, too. So okay, uh, she's the, she's the teacher in that. Um, so. Lu Kang is played by Robin Shaw. Okay. I don't know if Robin went on to do other films. Bridget Wilson Sampras is That's Pete Sampras' wife. Yeah. A guy called Trevor Goddard, Kano. Chris Casamassa was Scorpion. Yep. Um, Who's Johnny Cash? Lyndon Ashby. I think he was just a karate guy. Okay, yeah. So yeah. he was like, he's Johnny Cash is like an actor from cheesy karate movies, and he wanted to prove himself that he was a real fighter. But well, it didn't take much convincing. Right. Sing Tao just turns up and says, hey, come to this thing, and then says, oh, what's this about? Because this is the most important karate tournament in 100 years. Right. He's all right. I'm, and he just gets straight on the boat. There's no sort of connection. Oh, well, he just, he was, he's just all a born fighter. All of a sudden, he's fighter. on the boat. Obviously, and, couldn't afford Chuck Norris. Well, he would have been pretty old by then. And as for that, Bruce Lee, his, uh, his mates with um, Buddhist monks, Monks and that. Oh, uh, yeah. that's where Raven Shaolin comes from. Monks. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, I think um, I'm pretty sure at the end that Bruce Lee beats Goro and Sing Tao, and then right. he wins. That's okay. I didn't watch the whole thing, so that's you have fine. to find out for yourself. It's probably just YouTube uh, or something. It got released in September 2009. Only took 70.5 million total. Well, that's pretty good. It probably didn't cost that much. Uh, I reckon it would have made profit in the end. Possibly. Possibly. But- Mm. Yeah. If you want to see something that's pretty rubbish, then watch it. Well, this is David Hogan. He says, Bad actors in lead roles, sometimes poor fight choreography and extremely dated special effects. Yeah. Mortal Kombat isn't a good film, but it does make for a good laugh with friends. Yeah. That's what it is. There you go. Well um, done, David but, but Hogan. I, and I did notice the choreography fight scenes were atrocious because I just happened to before that was the Justice League, and there is a scene where Batman's fighting uh, all these other blokes, and oh. it's mind blowing the the choreography of that. Very, very good. Mm. And then it really went downhill when Mortal Kombat started. So so the times have progressed. People are better um, at fighting now. The old Rotten Tomato ratings are officially 48% by... You uh, see, that annoys me because that's above, like, Twins. There's no way Mortal Kombat's better than Twins. Well, the audience score, yeah, 57%. <laughs> So there you go, Rob. Oh. Well, it's not offensive. It's just funny. <laughs> but not funny, deliberately funny. I think they are at times kind of okay. trying. Christopher Lambert, he's having a few chuckles in there. He's having really? a few gags. Okay. And um, so is uh, Johnny Cash. Quote of the film is this. Shang Zung says, one last chance, Sonia. 
fight me in Mortal Kombat. Sonya says, go to hell. Shang Tsung says, ha take it away. The Emperor will be overjoyed. Take it away. The Emperor will be overjoyed. My friends will come. Hmm, they're already here. <laughs> that's apparently, that's the quote of the film. What's his name? Shang Tsung. Shang. That's yeah. Sing Tao. Shang Tao. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, Sonya Blade him. says, my friend will come. And Johnny Cage says... They're already here. To me, just reading that little bit, that's probably just, if that's the quote of the film. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't a great film, Beefy. Yeah. How many hackers, was... Rob? Oh, one and a half. Ooh, one and a half. Bit, Come on, bit, take bit, bit better that's than it. Junior. Maybe two. No. Let's not go that far. Okay. Let's not go that um, far. But worth a watch. With friends. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. With friends. Yeah. Obviously, you went to the tennis Thursday night. Yep. It was Valentine's Day on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you allowed to do anything? Nah, but what happened was there was all these sort of videos came out uh, on on YouTube, uh, not on YouTube, on social media of like guys saying, oh, I can't do anything, lockdown, can't do anything. <laughs> and uh, I kind of went with that. Good. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, got, um, I got a bar of chocolate from the supermarket. Did you? And I saw some orchids what, there. For, your, for yourself? Well, I had some. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Was it a was me. it a special bar of chocolate roll? It was a pretty tasty one, lint. Oh, lint, going yeah, yeah, all yeah. lint. And there were some orchids there. I was going to get, but I got her those a couple of years ago. Same ones. I can't uh, just do the same. Can't you know, get the same thing. Supermarket orchids. They look pretty good though. Yeah, we um, yeah, some other time cricket was off because I was I was booked to play cricket. Obviously, Sunday mm. that, that got cancelled. No golf. We for me. made a uh, well, actually, my uh, my partner Boots. She made a Chicago style deep pan pizza. Ah, oh. oh god, yeah, that's good, yeah. Okay, send me the recipe. Yep, puff pastry and everything comes out of a big pie. Normally in the restaurants in Chicago, puff pastry. I, it may not be puff pastry; it just turned into a pie. But what they do in Chicago, I didn't realize, is they cut the big crust off as it puffs up. I'm going to say, yeah, it may not be puff pastry, people. I don't no. really know. As it puffs up and builds a big crust, they chop the crust off off the top, off the top. So any excess crust, they just get rid of. Okay, but we Claire left it on. Yeah. Fantastic. Very good taste. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, send me the recipe. We uh, we went shopping uh, on Saturday. It won't be puff pastry. Oh. Not for a, it'll be a, it has to be a pizza dough of some sort of sort. Puff pastry is like a pie. Yeah, it was a dough. Yeah, it definitely was a dough. Different type of dough that she'd normally do. Andy Lee but was Surely in... you know the difference between a dough oh. and a puff pastry beefy. It definitely had Come a on. dough, Rob. You're supposed to be a Welshman who eats pies. Yeah. It doesn't mean I know how to make them. I know how to eat I them. I know your favourite food's pizza too. Well, they've really moved on from those microwave frozen ones you used to do back at old no, Narong Road, no, don't you? No, I haven't moved on from them. They're still great. From um, frozen. Mi- microwave pizzas from frozen. Here we go. Ten minutes in the microwave. Oh, it's just this God. soggy, melted, skanky mess. You're just just jealous. Rob. Smell like a sock. <laughs> really? It just smells like a sock. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Now, we went shopping for ingredients on Saturday, and yeah. in our That's supermarket, Andy Lee's followed me around. Oh, is he? Did you say good day? No. Did he have his mask on? Yes. Everyone yeah. had masks on, Rob. Of course. It was pretty strict. Actually, the bloody supermarket was packed out, considering we were in lockdown. Yeah. Mind you, there was a curfew, Saturday night curfew. Yeah, I was home by a quarter to 12. I went to my friend's Friday pub. night curfew. Yeah, Friday night curfew. Yeah, not Saturday night curfew. The curfew on Saturday night was 8 o'clock, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, no, there's so. been no curfews. Oh, wasn't it? No, I thought no, we were no on curfews. Tier, I thought we were on tier five lockdown for five days. Uh, no curfews, though. Oh, wasn't there? Are no. you sure? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, not that I was li- out anyway. So you went people to... People abide by these lockdowns. They should do. They should do. But what I'm saying is that this is the people 
are quite happy to do it. That's why when they had the main one and yeah. we were allowed out to do this show, yes. the police presence got less and less and less yeah, yeah, yeah. because they realise people are uh, are abiding. Law-abiding, cooperative c- yeah. citizens It's not like the UK large. or the US, is it? Um, wow. I've just got this quick story about Valentine's Day. There was oh, yeah. some English bloke that's been living in Japan for a while, took his uh, new newish girlfriend out for a uh, dinner, was asked about uh, the wine... Mm. Apparently got offered an eighty dollar or eighty pound bottle of wine, and he, they were ordering via an iPad. And as he was swiping, um, he thought he'd choose a cheaper one. He ended up uh, misreading the price. Ended up paying six hundred pounds for a bottle of wine. Ah, oh. um, but he kind of realised during the meal. Yep. But he thought, it was whatever, too, it's too late now. Yeah. Sucked it up and saw, and uh, yeah, there you go. So lucky. You didn't well, make I just that enjoyed respect. it. Six hundred pound though. Six hundred pounds. I've, I think the most I've had a three hundred dollar bottle of really like it was i didn't pay for it myself it was i got to have the pleasure of having a glass of uh i think it was a cab shiraz he says um some he, years ago says he owned up to the mistake even even managed to find it funny continue needless to say it was a shocker but i did my best to take it in my stride and just enjoy it she was pretty cool about it too laughing about it but also showing concern about the outrageous price my bank account definitely took a hit tonight i had to mentally prepare myself for when the bill arrived anyway as i told her we'll just be drinking tap water for the next 10 valentine's Mm. days Mm -hmm. well apparently it did taste all right as well but i think it's a win-win i think it's worked out well for everyone there beef yeah oh imagine paying that though 300 pound for i'd say it's a bit more quality than what that tennis lady was drinking yeah she was probably she probably snuck her in actually (laughs) yeah she had the um the fanny pack the bum bag that was full of goon well done the old injections in the watermelon on the stanny now you just mentioned vodka injections in the watermelon Uh, oh old school Mm. old school hey did you hear about kevin no he's in australia too spreading himself a bit thin yeah everyone wants a slice of kevin premium new zealand beef jack links beef up your snack life this is Daniel Ricardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Storytime with Rob. That's soothing. We haven't had that sting for a couple of weeks you, now, and when like I put that back on, I was just oh, soothing. <laughs> Brilliant. Love that. Oh, he's around the fire. It's a it's a cosy, warm atmosphere. And just, just pull up a, a glass of mulled wine. Oh, mulled wine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, put a nice sort of uh, your best jumper on yeah. and cuddle up close with a wee blanket nice. in, your, in your grandma's armchair. Lovely. Yeah, or grandpa's armchair, probably, actually. Settle down for story time with Rob. <laughs> well, this week, Beefy, we're winding back the clock to an early Melbourne time period, of, of course. Yep. When, uh, and it's back to the band. Oh, I love the band stories. Right. Rock and roll revolver days. And, of course, so we moved here in November 07. Uh, we had sold one of our songs to Australian Cricket for for 10 grand. Whoa. And we had for a little bit of money, money for that. We'd signed to a distribution label and uh, also a production label and booking agent. And we'd had a couple of shows. We'd done a residence. Oh, no, we hadn't done that. That was later on. No, we'd just done a couple of shows. And we, we were booked in for our very first rural Victorian show. So this, this story is called Revolver Rock Rural Victoria. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, officially we were actually called Levon's Crown at this point. Right, but it was still okay. based on Revolver. We were a four-piece then because uh, Steve's cousin Charlie had uh, left the band and 
decided not to come to Melbourne with us, but we were still able to function as a four-piece with two guitars, bass, and drums. Manager Dan Toddle Big had, boy Dan. had moved here in advance and set everything up for us a couple of months earlier, and he had told us, right, righto, boys, this Friday, we're off to Bendigo. Oh, Bendigo. It's on the playing, I think it was called the Golden Chief. If, if I recall, the place oh, no. we're playing, I'm very bad at remembering It'll definitely venues. have gold in it being Bendigo. Yeah, I can never remember the names of the <laughs> venue or the bands we play with. As it turned on this occasion, there ended up not being another band. Oh. As we're on the way up on the drive, manager Dan Toddle got a phone call from the runner of the venue saying, uh, yeah, g'day guys, um, look, uh, the opening acts uh, pulled out for the night, they're not, they're not going to be playing, so uh, you, you guys might have to fill in for an extra 40 minutes or so. And Dan's right. Like, okay. We, us being us just sort of said, oh yeah, fine, no worries, we'll play, because musicians are morons and just do everything for free, <laughs> yeah. negotiated no extra money, and uh, we just end up having to play two sets. Could have been the, the Golden night. Vine, Rob. The Golden Vine sounds promising. Yep, they've the definitely got vine. live music there. Okay. So it's still going, is it? As far Maybe, as I'm aware. As far as you know, the Golden Vine. Anyway, it's a quick drive up there, really. We're all packed into the van with all the drums in the back and the gear in the back. And we pulled up at the Golden Vine and wandered in. It probably it was around about 7, 7.30, I reckon, maybe 7.30 in the evening, getting toward 8. And the place is packed. Oh, People everywhere. But but in, in the band room, we walked, wander in, and it's just like a bistro setup. Tables everywhere, but all of them are full. Everyone just logging down, these, smashing these palmers. And and we're just going, okay, well, this is great. We've got a few of these punters, no doubt, will stick around. So we got getting the gear set up. We're unpacking, so we know we can play a bit of a crowd. And then what they do is... As uh, they're winding down to the the venue, changing from pub bistro area to mm. band area, right. they wander around with the old money jar, going, "Guys, you want to stay here? Five bucks to watch the band." Oh, okay. And so, what does that do? Everyone leaves. leaves. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So by the time we've finished uh, and we're ready for sound check, we went from a full room to an empty room. Oh. Because people weren't willing to part with their whopping five bucks for... <laughs> to see this band see from New Zealand. Raging rock band from New Zealand. So that was disappointing. Yeah, it would have been. So anyway, we thought, well, you know, we couldn't decide whether we were going to stay or go for the night. But we're having a few beers. I've been nominated driver. I seem to be full of this task quite a lot, because pretty pretty loose bunch we were. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe this, but I was probably the most sensible in the group. Whoa! <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> I stepped up to take the driving uh, responsibilities. Now, before the show, we met the sound man. His name was Jimmy. Oh, yeah? He seemed a nice bloke. Uh, he was just sort of quite conscientious about the gear and everything and just sort of really had a good chat about what sort of sound we wanted for the gig and all that sort of stuff to the, the four people that had stuck around to watch the show. <laughs> we did chat to some of the uh, locals, though, before the show. And we said, oh, how are you guys going? What are you guys up to tonight? Are you guys staying in Bendigo? We we're like, oh, you know, we're not sure. We'll see how things pan out. Because, mate, if you want to you hang around, come back to our place. We've got heaps of weed. You can get, you can oh, get away. It was straight like, off okay, the bat. Well, thanks, yeah. Nice to meet you. We'll, we'll see how we go. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see how the show goes sort of thing. And we're chatting a few more guys, and there's uh, what they're always tonight. very hospitable, yeah, the yeah, country yeah. folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and uh, we're chatting to this bloke. He goes, "Oh, you guys staying in Bendigo for the night? You know, but you feel feel free to come stay with us. No problem. You go, we've got heaps of weed. You can stay with us." <laughs> There was about four conversations, all of them like this. Anyway, so we played our first Must set. Must have been a bumper harvest we, that year. We, we jump up because, right, like, let's get this out the way. There's about two groups of five guys at two of the tables and another three at the bar or something. Hmm. We play this set and we're playing pretty good. We had to play one extra song we hadn't played for 
months, which we butchered, which Dan Toddle manager then proceeded to give us a bollocking saying how bad it was. Whoa. When it, it was his fault that we had to even play it in the first place <laughs> through the extra long uh, set we had to play. And it was actually not a bad first set. And so all the guys from these tables came over and they were just like, yeah, man, you guys are good. That was, uh, it was good. We were enjoying it. Yeah, he goes, man, we got to come back to our place. We're having a party. There's heaps of weed. You guys <laughs> <laughs> was like, uh, okay, we'll think about it. And then, anyway, we were standing by the stage, just sort of having a chat about what we'll do the second set. And Jimmy, the sound man, wanders over. Oh, right. Because you have to see this bistro era, though, it's fairly quiet. The whole rest of the pub is, is kind of raging a bit. There's quite a lot going on. Jimmy wanders up and he's sort of like, man, rocking, boys, rocking, yeah. And he's like doing this shooting the goat stuff and like getting loud and rowdy. This is this quite quiet, conscientious guy by the end of our set is seemingly off his chops. Right. Like, very, very drunk. And we're, I was like, oh, no, the sound man's wasted. I wonder if this is normal. As it turned out, afterward, I chatted to someone who was from Bendigo and knew that pub. And I said, oh, man, there's a sound man. He was wasted. And it was Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy from the Golden the Golden oh, Vine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's always like that. He's been working there for ages. He's always wasted. And we're just like, oh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, as it turned out, he's chatting to Stevie, Stevie Atkin, midway through the, uh, through the first set. Just like, hey, man, you guys... I tell you what I want to do, man. I just want to get his music, and I want to get the I want to get the sounds and just get into the, you know, man, just get it going like that, you know. And he's like shaking and hands are vigorously shaking around because he want to get I want to get psychedelic on him, man. We can blow this place off. We can we can blow the roof off this place. And Stevie Stevie's a real yes man, just like yeah, man, yeah, cool. Yes, yeah, sounds sounds good. I'm just spinal like, tap it. I'm not so sure about this. This might not work out so well. But uh, anyway, we jumped back on stage. Unfortunately, the guys who invited to the party said they did have to go. But we're more than welcome to come back and smoke some weed. Um, so they made that just loud, made that sure. loud and clear, just in case we weren't sure for the fifteenth invitation <laughs> of the same night. We got on stage, we played our set. Th- th- there is two people standing at the bar. There's no one there. It gets to the finale of the what set. What time of the night is? The and by now, set? it's about towards the end of it. It's probably about eleven o'clock right, at night. Okay. And the other rest of the band, they're all drunk now. The sound man's drunk. I'm the only one who's not drunk. And our last song is a big smasher with the, it goes half time, then double time, and then it's rolling toms. Smash. We're going mental. My brother's doing windmills, and Stevie's on the ground lying on his back, and I'm just standing sober. Greg's just smashing the drum kit, doing the best he can. Dan's just drunk, laughing his head off. The manager, Dan. Then I look over at the sound man, Jimmy, and he's got the microphone PA tester microphone pl- in his mouth, and he's doing the double shoot, and the goat just going, <laughs> y- yelling, yelling through the PA into our performance, and then the whole PA is going, <laughs> the whole room is shaking, yeah. and then it just, psh, everything just stops, right where we stop the song, which is everything's quiet, and we're like, oh man, Jesus, what the hell was that? And so we finished, we were just going, okay, let's just sort of get out of here, we're backstage, just having a couple more drinks, and I'm sort of quite keen for us to go because I'm driving. And then Jimmy's coming and goes, oh, man, you guys, that was awesome. That was, did you get the, did you hear it, man? It was vibrating. <laughs> the room was vibrating, man, going crazy. Was, yeah, man, seriously, yeah, it was great, great stuff. And then the manager comes and taps him on the shoulder, and he walks out for a bit, and we start loading the van, and we're all ready to go. We're sort of outside, and Jimmy just sort of wanders out. We're just about getting the van, and he's looking and goes, how are you guys going? And he's like, yeah, he's just like, oh, man, I spoke to the manager. He's like, what? Yeah, I, d- I just got fired. We're like, oh, oh, did you? He's like, man, I've been working here for seven years. We're like, oh, okay, really? Oh, I'll see you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the luck with it. 
And as we wandered off, he's like, uh, we drive off in the car and he's hanging off the tree, slurring, like doing a, a lewd gesture with his tongue and uh, his two index fingers. Oh, right. Uh, I'm sure you can figure it out. Mm. And um, amazingly, some six months or even a year later, we were doing a gig at the Birmingham Hotel. My brother's just setting up. Best Palmer's in Melbourne. Sure. Apparently. No doubt. My brother's just sitting up his pedals for the night and some munted drunk guy wanders up and is start trying to tell him he's he's doing his pedals all wrong. It's it's not how you do your pedals and all this stuff. And I was going, I recognise this guy and then it clicked. It was Jimmy wow. from Bendigo. A year later. It's still munted. <laughs> still raving like a lunatic. He wasn't even employed to work there. Oh. He was just a punter. Just there. And he just wandered up, wanted to tell us what, what the hell's going on. Did, had no idea what we are. And then I confronted him and said, I remember you. And he totally lost his freaked out and he left. <laughs> But that was uh, our first rural show in in uh, in, in, in uh, Victoria. Were there many Great more? Great success it was. Many more rural shows after that in. Uh... I don't think with the Dean Bro. Uh, sorry, with uh, with Revolver. I don't think we did. I think we sung stuck pretty close to Melbourne after that. <laughs> <laughs> what, and all, all that weed you got offered? Jeez. Well, it wasn't really our scene, unfortunately. No. Uh, unfortunately, the beef man. Uh, so uh, that was not quite the enticement it might have been for some others. We got a good dose of uh, rural Australia, I think, first off the bat. Yeah. yeah. Bendigo. Long live Bendigo. Yeah. That's a fantastic story, by the way. No problem. I love it. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing, Rob. Redemption. Redemption time. That's should, what it means. Should play redemption song, shouldn't I, for you, <laughs> just uh, with that. It's a quiz, people. Rob's not been happy. He thinks it's been a bit hard the last couple of weeks, and it probably has been, to be honest. Yeah. So I reckon you might get five this week. Oh, here you we set, go. Say that again. You'll definitely get one. One. That's good enough uh, for me. Probably three. It's no, a qu- it's not five's not out of the question. All right. Honest. It's a quiz, yeah. people. Best of five. Penalty mm. shootout style. We ask each other sports trivia questions. Can be about absolutely anything, as long as it's kind of vaguely related to sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I'm just going to get straight into it. Yeah. Question one, Rob. Yeah. In what sport might you come across a Zamboni? A Zamboni. As well... That's what you call that thing that came on the field during the... It's American football, but it's a short, small version. The indoor, indoor arena football. The, the Zamboni came on the field in the middle. That's like a Jeep car thing then. So in what sport would you come across like a Jeep car thing? Is that what you're getting at? Because I don't actually know exactly what a Zamboni is. <laughs> okay. I think you, you were on the money. They did use a converted Zamboni at the Corpus Christi Fury game. Okay. But bearing in mind that stadium had another use... Because I'd never heard that word until you said it on our video. I still didn't know exactly what it meant. I (laughs) assumed it's one of those trucks carrying the cheerleaders that were throwing that, which is like a Jeep. I've heard it one other time, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. (laughs) Okay. I can't figure this out. (laughs) This should be something I'd know then if you're saying I'm only at five. You should know this. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, Basketball. 
It's ice hockey or <laughs> skating. What is it? It's what they put on the ice to smooth out the ice. To- oh. That Corpus Christi Arena is an ice rink oh, ice as rink. well. And that's why they had the Zamboni and they converted them to bring out the cheerleaders and throw out the t-shirts. I see. Now I see. Yeah. So you knew what it was. I should have figured. I knew what it was. I didn't yeah. know what its purpose it served specifically. Yeah. The Wellington Trophy is associated with which sport? The Wellington Trophy. The Wellington Trophy. Oh, he's going to Google for this one. Oh, no, 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 sorry. (laughs) It's straight to Google. I'm going to restart the music. Um, (laughs) Is it the World (laughs) Gumboot Throwing Championships? Oh, I thought you were going to say something else then, because it is the world's... um, Rowing. Okay. I think that from what I read, it's the same as like what Davis Cup is to tennis. It's what it, what Wellington Cup is the same thing for rowing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't, Never I didn't heard know of that. that. No, just came across it today. Okay. You should get this. Don't say that. That puts more pressure on. That's why I say it. What is the nickname of the Georgia team in the National Indoor Lacrosse League? Georgia Swarm. It is the yes. Swarm. <laughs> I, I actually didn't know, but I can just remember you saying at some point on that video, the Georgia Swarm. I got to say, bang. That's that's what it's come. I was from. I was going to ask you what the team, the Georgia Swarm, were going to pl- were playing against when. Oh, that would have been that, hard. I thought it was a bit tough, so I went back. I went a bit more basic. It's the only reason I remember that is I just hear your voice saying Georgia Swarm. <laughs> In 1999, Chicago Bulls' Scotty Pippen was traded to which other team? Really? If you'd watched The Last Dance, you might know. Never seen it. Uh, Detroit Pistons. Detroit Pistons. So straight to the enemy. No. Oh. Houston Rockets. Okay. They wouldn't have known that. Because he oh. he's on one of the worst. He's like the 120th paid player in the whole league. Yeah, so I heard about that. Yeah, because yeah, he, he made a deal he when he was very young. Yes, yeah. silly man. All right, you asked me about the Wellington Cup. What is the female equivalent of the Ryder Cup? It's a golf question for you, Rob. If you didn't know what the golf uh, Ryder Cup How is, how can for? you possibly say oh, I'm going to get? I'm going to get five. It's golf, Rob. I know what the Ryder Cup is. North Island champion at ballroom dancing. So why is it called the Ryder Cup? Probably the guy that invented it. Was well, yeah, called... but I'm trying to think historically where he might come from. So it's between Europe and America. I'm going to say it's the Ryder Cup. No, it's the Solheim Cup, apparently. Solheim. I don't know what that is, but it could be a name. Yeah. Watch a lot of women's golf. <laughs> really? No. New Zealand had the world number one for a long time. I don't right? watch women's golf. All... Uh, does anyone? We don't We don't say that. We don't, we don't, I didn't say does anyone. That's a tag on the end. You, oh. you can just say you don't watch it. Does, doesn't, you don't have to, see, now you've bagged it. Oh, I've just sorry. said I don't watch it. You've yeah. just bagged oh, it. I'm sorry for bagging women's golf. Oh, Jesus, disgraceful. Um, <laughs> who was the runner-up of the men's singles in Wimbledon 2015? <laughs> 2015? <laughs> I just saw that up? question and I laughed and I just had to write it down. Uh, that's probably one of the big four. Andy Murray. Good guess, good guess. And it is one of the big four. Oh, yeah. Roger. Was it? Okay, yeah. there you go. Still 1-0. Novak Djokovic won. Did he? Yeah. Good on, Novak. Um, all right, question four. Here's a different question for you. Fill in the missing sport in oh. this sequence. Oh, here we go. Focus, come on. Swimming, synchronised swimming, diving, and what sport? Swimming, synchronised swimming, diving, and water polo. It is water polo. Yes! Yeah. Yes, Roberts! Yeah. The four water Olympics walks? That's exactly what it was. Yes! Come on! Good one. Good question, Beefy. Right, which NFL player went by the nickname Sweeteners? 
Walter Payton. Correct, Samundo. Yeah. That was the one I thought you'd definitely get. Yeah, you should get that. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. And if you don't get this. Come on, Roberto. Who holds New Zealand's 800-meter record? Uh, 800-meter record. I, I don't know. Hang on a sec. Could it, is it Peter Snell or Nick Willis? Surely overtook him by, but Nick Willis was 1,500. John Walker could have been round there. It's one of those three. Peter Snell. It is incredibly Peter Snell. Yes! What a legend, really. I mean, I'm, I'm, in 60 years he hasn't been beaten at 800 metres. That's exactly right. 1962. Yeah. And that record still holds. And that's a that's an event they run every time. Every time. He did 1 minute 44. And this is the amazing thing about that time as well. Mm. It was on the way to a 1,500 metres. That's and he right. he broke the New Zealand record. And it still holds today. And he was running a 1,500. Oh, so it was part of a 1,500. Yeah. And it still counts. Still counted, yeah. Um, wow. Incredible stuff. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. Unbelievably impressive. But most important, Roberto wins! Yeah. Okay. Um, how many US Open titles did Jimmy Connors win? Two. Five. Did he? Five. Yeah. Five. Five. He only won like six majors. Yeah, well, I reckon he'd be around that too, but he's won the US Open five times. Wow. Which remember, I was probably remember, more that might be more than anyone else. Remember he got to the semis when he was like 40. Yeah, Somewhere yeah, that's some, right. Yeah, yeah he did too. 83, they said, was his last Sampras one. Sampras won eight US Opens. Did he? I think so. Was, but he was the Wimbledon man mm. as well. Well, well done, mate. 3-1. Yes, Roberto. I, I thought you might get five, but Zamboni and Solon Cup stuffed you up. Zamboni is a nice machine. Thing. It is a nice machine. Smooths out the ice. We would, we would have seen it at ice hockey. Unbelievable. I forgot about the fact that we saw it at the indoor American football. We would have seen it at the figure skating, crazy yeah. enough. Any ice sport, they basically got a Zamboni to smooth okay. over the ice. Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song, and it's clear a mom, because the words don't fit, and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! A lot of drumming from the beef, man, oh. when there was no drums. I know, there should have been. Yeah, so I'm thinking, the... we haven't done Worst Song in the World for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's I, been, I feel just... like it's been missing. Oh, it definitely has been missing. Yeah. Do you remember this guy, Rob? Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey, honey, didn't but we sold Cotinio. We got time. Oh, money, money. <laughs> oh, that, that was great. one of our. Um, oh, I love that guy. That was a SEN show that we did that went off. Yeah, that's that was right. brilliant. The, yeah, if yeah. you remember, the text messages when we did that show were, were unbelievable because it was yeah. like a triple header. Remember the growth of him in his bedroom right. to him on Sky Sports to him outside Anfield yeah. doing it live. Did very well indeed. Jurgen Klopp is the manager of Liverpool. Mm. Obviously, they won the they've won the European Cup. They mm. won the Premier League last year. They're not having a great time with this year, even though they were top oh, a couple of months ago. But Jurgen Klopp, his mum died this week. So our Irish sports fan, mm. biggest Liverpool fan in the world, Kevin Murphy, I think he's called. Okay, uh, he's come back with a new what's the viral Liverpool viral chance, sensation? Viral sensation about okay. Jurgen Klopp. Just want to do a quick song for Jurgen Klopp. 
His mother passed away during the week. We've got terrible injury crisis. The media are constantly at him, and then he's do a terrible ref decision. So I want him to know how much we really love him. Oh man, Jürgen Klopp. He makes my heart go giddy up. Best team since we wore candy. He's our second Shankly. Whoa, our man Jorgen Klopp. Da, 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 da. He brought us the European Cup. Da, 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 da. And then he brought the league too. We should get him a statue. I love you, I love you, I love you so. And I want you to know. I need you, I need you, I need you so Please don't ever go Oh man, Jorgen Klopp So he's come back <laughs> He's come back with the shaker Come back again. with that, he's got he's the not, shaker He's not very good with the shaker But um, <laughs> I think he's very good at finding oh. uh, rhyming songs Why wouldn't you? Um, Why wouldn't you? So this must have taken off as well, surely What's well, uh, It's only come out in the last few days So yeah. uh, it will no mm. doubt. We'll have to keep tabs on it to make sure yeah. that it's going right. It just he definitely is shaking when it came in there. Really oh, was not I not think, working. I think people are going to love that one. Yeah, that's definitely a good single. Especially it's got the do 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 do. But Rob, that's not the real worst song in the world. No, good. Uh, what's the preface of? That was a great song. Yeah, we love yeah. that. I mean, it was a just sing along, change the lyrics, mm-hmm. type, start, mm-hmm. type deal. What's the premise of worst song in the world when sports stars should keep out of the music limelight? Well, yeah, it's just things not working out when attempted to uh, recreate fusion. Well, this t- this one, eleven times world champion Kelly Slater on the money, Rob Bang. on the money. Yeah, this is uh, feeling the feelings. Oh, what's he going on for here? What's he doing here? Jack Johnson style acoustic? Of course. Bit of didgeridoo. Again. Vou esperar 
So hang on, so who's doing, so he's playing, Kelly Slayer's playing guitar and singing? Yeah. And is, is that his wife or the person that song's dedicated who, to or something uh, like that? Karina Zeviani is, okay. I, I really don't know. The, that wobble board thing was a bit annoying. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, but that, that's pretty good. Okay. Like, it, it doesn't, um, there's a couple of just lyric, lyrics that are a, a bit lame. Not not throughout, only a couple of lines here mm. and there that could have been a bit more cleverer. He's a surfer, Rob. Yeah, I, I think uh, in terms of actual trying to make a fist of it, I think that's pretty good. He is best mates with Jack Johnson, by the way. Yeah, I did, I did know that. Yeah, but, uh, so that's probably rubbed off on him. Yeah, but he's got a nice sort of country tinge to his voice, which I quite liked. Mm-hmm. Bit, a, bit of countryish, uh, but not over the top, quite yeah. just relaxed. Um, he's not trying at, at, too at, hard. At the, yeah, he's not trying. It's just very easy going, relaxed. And simple, and that's why it kind of worked. So I, I would say, in terms of of the athletes who have attempted to write music, I would almost rank this the best. Right? Yeah. This is Big this praise. is this is up there with Mark Butcher. Up there yeah. with Mark Butcher. Yeah, who is a genuinely good musician, and yeah, yeah. we really should organise a duet that. between Butcher and Slater. You think so? Not Michael Slater, obviously Kelly Slater. Mm-hmm. I think Butcher would be up for that. I, I sort of thought I, I don't, that could be a tough connection to make. <laughs> I, I just thought at the end of the tune he could have tried to just sing up a little bit more with his high notes. Probably not in his nature to go up, I reckon, because he's too relaxed. Yeah, but just one time. Right, just one time. Just, just I mean, up in melody, not Take it to the bridge. Vigor. No, just as, as, a, as a final, just slightly bigger note at the end. And all. just up the tempo, just a little touch, just to uh, bring it on home. Maybe the tiniest Yeah, that's what bit, I'm saying. Or just just another layer or something. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'd But it's I thought that was pretty damn good. Lovely bit of uh, snare with the, you know, the brush snare. Mm. Good idea, it's understated, but I actually think he's got a good voice too. Mm. He's probably got some other stuff, I believe. He's probably because okay. I think he, you know, they have a lot of time in their hands, the old surfers. Well, he's they? retired now, isn't he? No, he's still no. going. He wants is to. He? Pl- he wants to go to the Olympics. Oh, that's right. Which is this year, so he's still <laughs> in the game. He had to delay it another year. So. He's a machine. Definitely is a machine. Yeah. Well, that sort of, I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost when something's quite good, it almost ruins the whole idea, doesn't yeah. it? Because you can't well, rip it to shreds, but occasionally it pops up. It's like when I watched Ride Like a Girl, good film, couldn't bag it. <laughs> 
tried to go for the e- all about e- tried to go stuff, for the, the matriarchal egomaniac, but I couldn't do it. No, <laughs> it, was, it was too hey. too much of a heartwarming story. All we're doing is bringing light to sports stars doing music, and mm. we found one that actually works. Yeah. So Mark Butcher, we found Kelly Slater, we found yep. Serena Williams, we found. <laughs> Um, Here's one for you, Rob. Japanese brewer Sapporo delays new beer launch over embarrassing typo. Interesting. A Japanese brewery that cancelled the release of its newest beer because of a spelling mistake on the cans has decided to sell it anyway after drinkers offered to take the beers for free. Uh, Sapporo Brewery's new Kayatakushi beer, or Kayatakushi beer tailored, was scheduled to be released at Family Mart, which is a large chain of Japanese convenience stores. However, the company's called off the new beer after discovering an embarrassing error on the cans. Mm. The word lager was spelled as lagar. Lagar. L-A-G-A-R, yeah. What, is that an English word? No, it's just a spelling, just a spelling mistake. mistake. Yeah, the beer cans feature both Japanese and English writing. They were already produced by the time the brewery realised the error. There are no legal issues with the error or the design, but it is certainly embarrassing, Junko Fukuchi, a Sapporo representative, said. Mm. We decided to cancel the launch of the beer, but we have had so many messages from members of the public saying it actually doesn't matter to them. Sapporo wasn't initially sure what to do with the beers as there was no problems with the beer itself. And after cancelling the release, the company was inundated with offers from our customers to help out by drinking them. Of course. Of course. With so much interest in the beer, Sapporo and Family Mart decided that the typo wasn't such a big deal after all. Uh, we took the opinions of our customers seriously and decided to cancel the decision to cancel the sale, Sapporo <laughs> said in a written statement. Well, Sapporo, of course, a very popular choice for beer mile runners. Yes. Qualifies. Which was the other week. We should have found out who won. We should have uh, got Melissa oh, in. Oh, of course. Because that was last weekend or weekend before, wasn't it? Australia Day weekend. Yeah. Well, one after yeah. one after the yeah, sixth yeah, of yeah. yeah so in effect that story is such a non-story of the week it is basically oh there's a spelling mistake on a can of beer which they decided to sell anyway mm-hmm. so despite people wanting to drink their beer for free mm-hmm. they're not they're going no. to have to pay for it they can have some lagar in fact it's probably worth more because you've got a spelling mistake i think it'll be exactly like when i got the upside down double browns very similar Rob, we've got to thank Jack Lynn's Beef Jerky. Yeah. The best beef jerky on the planet. There, the I've wolf. got a story, and we just have run out of time today oh. to do it. But it is an absolute belt. It does actually fit in vegan news. Okay. Um, so you might want to, if you're not doing anything during lockdown, Rob, the vegan news thing might uh, come into play because this story is an absolute belter. Okay. And it actually involves Jack Links. They've actually conducted a survey themselves about veganism. Okay. Immediately intrigued. Anyway, we have to thank Jack Links Beef Jerky. It's the best, Rob. The best beef jerky on the planet. Great source of protein. Tastes great. Mm. 100% New Zealand beef, Rob. 100% grass-fed New Zealand beef as well. It is. All it those is. things. How do you feel at my? If I was to say to venture as as a broad as a broad can go, perhaps say if I was to get on board one of Elon Musk's first oh. travels to the the moon, or who's or was it Richard Richard Virgin Records? What's his name? I don't think Richard uh, Branson was he going to do Virgin Galactic's really uh, going nah, anywhere right a lot, now? A lot of talk. SpaceX is making progress, Rob. Okay, and I know for a fact, Rob. Yeah, if you go on SpaceX, yeah. You're going to get your own taste of Jack Link's beef jerky. Why is that? Because it's the food of astronauts, Rob! It is the food of astronauts. SpaceX endorsed, NASA endorsed, 365 days of sport endorsed. All equally notarial franchises. That's exactly right. Is notarial a word? Uh, Yeah. Notable, perhaps. Notable. Notorious? 
No, that's no. negative. There's nothing notorious about us. Notorious B.I.G. No. B.N. Only reputable. 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 How'd you say it? Reputable. Re- Re- really? Reputable. You? Yeah. Reputable. Reputable. <laughs> yes. That word, whatever it is. What's coming up on the weekend, Rob? Anything exciting? Horses. Any big meetings? Yeah, they're coming back. Very Ugly came back last week, didn't win. Bivouac came back last week, didn't win. All my big guns didn't win. I won all the ones at the start. Told you, Rob. Quit after race five. Just walk away, Rob. Oh, you got to know I didn't have enough. I only had a hundred, I only up about 120. Nowhere to fold oh, Nowhere to walk away. Okay, just to defy that stupid song, I'm going to keep always keep going. No I'm never going to fold him. I'm going <laughs> to... You know, Gambler Rogers. You oh, and your Botox. It probably was. Oh, yeah. Is he still with us, Kenny? No, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Sorry, Kenny. Do you remember when he was at the Australian Open and no one knew who the hell he was? That's Kenny Rogers, apparently. Really? Yeah. Didn't know about that. He had so much plastic surgery, he's barely unrecognisable. Oh, he definitely is. Barely recognisable. If he was barely unrecognisable, <laughs> wouldn't work. Everyone would know who he was. Well, uh, this has been episode 188 of the Great Dishbox Radio Show on the planet. 365 days of sport. See you next week.